You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. And on this week's episode, we will be reviewing our top five lists of Korean dramas that we've watched so far this year. What did I even write? What is that? <laughs> Anyways, so Chelsea picked her favorite that she's watched this year. So did I. And we're going to talk about them. Yes, because lately all we've been watching is, or at least me, I don't know about you, but all i've been watching is korean dramas so it's uh very easy for me to talk about this uh same i've been watching a lot of korean dramas my problem is finishing oh yeah korean dramas that i've started <laughs> that's where my problem lies um mm-hmm. but anyways before we get into that chelsea it's been a couple of weeks it has because uh, our schedule is a hot mess but it should be fixed now mm-hmm. um what have you been doing these many a weeks that have existed between the last episode and this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, just uh, other than work, uh, I saw you a couple weeks ago with our friend Becca. See, and I've just been, like I said, watching a ton of K dramas. So basically, all my free time when I come home from work on my days off, I've just been binging, and it's not a problem. It's fine. <laughs> I've not been uh, drowning myself in K-pop and K-dramas to avoid the real world. It's fine. What? What? I know. Never. Never. Um, This weekend, or like kind of the beginning of this weekend, I did go camping with my dad in Joshua Tree, which was fun. Um, He has like a, a trailer where it's like nice. It's... It's almost like an RV. It's got like a bathroom. It's got beds. It's got a kitchen. It's super cool. I I think they call those campers, but it's fine. Whatever. I don't know the terms. (laughs) (laughs) But like setting this thing, like setting this thing up to go and then like to obviously camp at was such a struggle. And I felt so bad because my dad was having to be like, okay, can you, can you do this? Can you do that? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Whereas like normally my stepmom's usually the one like helping him out and doing like half the work. Whereas I'm like, uh, can I help you? Uh, what should I do? Oh my goodness. It's fine. I haven't been camping in like, I don't know, like 10 plus years. So it was different for sure. But yeah, um, it was cool. It was like, we were there on a Thursday night so no one was there yet hardly we had like one person a couple of campground campgrounds away from us so it was really good um but the reason why we went is because we wanted to do some astrophotography meaning we wanted to like take night photos of the sky and the stars and not pictures of the group astro which you mentioned (laughs) I Although like, I wish. It's like a giant photo of like Moonbin or <laughs> it's like Unu. It's like a giant picture of Unu. Yeah, I just quickly ran over to Korea and did some <laughs> astro photography. Astro. No, I'm so no. sorry. You were saying your photos look really great though. I saw some of them, so they were beautiful. 
Instagram, like Instagram doesn't do them justice. I will say like if they're, you know, they're a lot bigger, they're nicer. And of course the ones my dad edited, like he spent like forever on, they look really good. Um, but it was really fun. It was a huge learning experience for us because he's never really done night photography and neither had I. So we were kind of figuring out in the dark, like, oh crap, should we change our settings to this? Like, do we need to, you know, all kinds of things. Like we were having trouble focusing because we honestly didn't think about it. We were like, oh crap, we can't focus on anything because it's so dark. (laughs) So we were having to like figure out the settings and everything. And it was really fun. And he has this like headlamp so that we can like click it on real quick to see and then turn it off to be able to take the photo in the pitch black darkness. (laughs) But like, there were some photos where he would take it, but like not tell me to turn the light off. So I'd be like, oh crap. And I turned the light off. And like those photos look really funny with like red laser lights going everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So we were like looking through the photos when I got back and I was like, oh, then this is the one where Darth Vader came in. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It was very cool. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, Katie, what have you been up to? Um, well, my sister, she's back at her house, but she was staying over here uh, for a couple of weeks because her air conditioning wasn't working at her house. So it was not oh. necessary for her to die over there no. of heat. No. Um, so she's been staying at the house, but my sisters had been in the midst of doing a CSI rewatch. Oh, sure. And, of course, she was taking over the TV, so we were all doing a CSI rewatch. (laughs) I understand. My mom is always doing a CSI rewatch, so I'm forever getting a little bit of that. Yeah, so I was doing that. It's been great, though, because I love, I loved old school CSI. Oh, yeah. With, like, Grissom and Sarah and Catherine and Nick and, like, everyone. It's so good. Um, we were on the season with the miniature killer, which oh, was nice. like one of the best ones. It's right before yeah. Grissom leaves mm-hmm. the show. So it's on Hulu in case anybody really wants to also do a CSI rewatch. <laughs> nice. Um, that's where all of my Hulu action comes from is my sister watches it. Like I pay oh. for it, but she watches it. <laughs> you know, we, we have that when we share accounts with people. <laughs> yes. Um, I've also been like. I put supernatural prep, but that's a full bold-faced lie. Oh, okay. Um, I've just been watching random episodes I've already seen like a hundred times. Oh. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, that would be a huge undertaking to be able to watch so much of that before the finale. Oh, there's there's no there's not enough time. I'm busy. No. Yeah, I mean, no. I know I'm in quarantine, but like, and I'm not going anywhere, but But you're working, I mean <laughs> That's a lot of that's a lot of supernatural to like commit to. Yeah. Um but I wanted to watch the first half of the last season mm-hmm. um so that I was ready for when it starts up again. So the last episodes of Supernatural begin on October 8th and then the series finale will be on November 19th. Mm-hmm. And my sister already asked for the day off of work. I should probably also put in for the day off of work. <laughs> Um, I mean, I know I've fallen behind like really bad on watching Supernatural, but I was there for like a decade. Oh, I mean, of time, even if if you were gone from a year, I mean, you have such a massive chunk of time with that show. Oh, yeah, it's it's been 
hard because uh, the stars of the show keep, like, posting stuff. So, like, Jensen put the most heartbreaking, like, post on Instagram before they started shooting for the last, like, uh, the last two weeks of the show. So they were on the last episode like the last episode and he went on Instagram and like posted a video and he said, uh, ever since we started the show over the last 15 years, like every time I get a script for the, the, the last episode of the season, it always has three words to be continued. And he goes, Mm -hmm. I received the script for the last episode of the show. And on the last page and he showed it and it only had two words it said the end and oh he just God. like looks directly into the camera takes a deep breath and he goes happy friday oh, and then the video ends and i was just like bro you can't do that no kidding oh my god but between him and jared like every single one of their posts on twitter and instagram have been like just overwhelmingly heartbreaking because it's been such a long time since that show started. So knowing that it's ending has just been like, it's always been this sort of constant since 2005, like knowing that there's going to be some supernatural somewhere, whether I'm watching it or not, but knowing that it's going to be over in just two months, like, yeah, it hurts. And like, I've been seeing tons of people going back to the show. Like Bobby is going to come back and like everyone is coming back. It's like the last, it's like the the last few episodes of ER where like every person that was not killed off in the show comes back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in Supernatural's case, you can be killed off and still come back to the show. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it'll be... The last several episodes of Supernatural will be incredibly heartbreaking. And Jared said upright that this show is going to end in tears. There will not be any other solution but tears at the end of the show. I mean, even if it ended on a very happy note, there would be tears. So, I mean... I just have no hope for a happy ending. Like, Oh, no. I mean, this show definitely will not. But what I'm saying... Like, what I mean is, is like... This show ending is such a huge moment that it, yeah. regardless of the emotion, there's going to be tears because, oh, you know, there's just so much. I made my family. I just happened to pick the episode that where their dad comes back for the 300th episode. And we're all just sitting there like, why did you, why did I pick this? And I'm like, <laughs> crying. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. That was one of the most perfect episodes they've ever done, too, was that one. Oh, man. Um, but anyways, moving on from the supernatural emotions of all, um, I've been having lots of dinner with Becca mm-hmm. reasons, which may or may reasons. not be announced. I don't know. Maybe. Things are changing yeah. in my life, and Becca is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Chelsea mentioned that Becca and I both hung out with Chelsea, hung out with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we had coffee. We had food. We had ice cream. It was great. It was. It was hot. Which was it, it was. It was very, very hot. hot. Outside. <laughs> it was disgusting. It didn't matter how close you were to the water. Nope. Um, and then I've been reading a book. Shocking, I know. Um, called American Royals. It's really good. Um, I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast. I've mentioned it on Disney Forever a couple of times. I don't think you've mentioned it on 
here. I think you like maybe said in our group chat that you were reading it or something like that. Maybe. But what's it about? Um, it basically as if the United States chose a monarchy and not a the current um political system that we have, like oh, with like a president and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's about the American royal family. Okay. And the person that recommended me this book was Void. Oh, very good. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's really good. It's part of a series. Uh, her next book is coming out soon. It's Catherine McGee. It was actually pretty surprising that I got um, this recommendation from Void because he doesn't normally read young adult style like romance novels. Not normally. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he was telling me about it on Disney Forever, I was like, this sounds really interesting. And I like immediately purchased it on Amazon Prime, but like, like off of Amazon. But I never started reading it until very recently and Hmm. it's really good it's really good that's awesome um so the royal family is obviously the washingtons that's who they are oh of course yeah of course so it's it's pretty cool it's interesting um so highly recommend so far um so yeah uh, don't forget to head over to geek2geekmedia.com to check out all the latest episodes of our network's podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to the Twitch streams of all of our network streamers so you don't miss out when they stream their favorite games and talk about geek stuff. And also, hey, Chelsea, did you know that we have merchandise now? Oh, really? Tell us more. Yeah. So the Geek2Geek Media Network is now officially selling merchandise off of teespring.com. Um, we'll put the link in our show notes so that you can buy some swag. I bought a jacket, a hoodie. It's very nice. I like it. Wow. Um, it has the geek to geek Media Network's um, logo. And then we have some t-shirts and a bunch of other stuff that you can purchase. Support the podcast is what we're saying. Woo, yes. <laughs> Support the network. Um, but keep listening now to hear a promo from all of the geek to geek Media Network shows. When toxic culture has you down... When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies! K-pop! Disney Plus! Keanu! Keanu Reeves! New! Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. And we're back. Uh, That will never not be weird. Uh, (laughs) So as I mentioned at the top of the show, Chelsea and I have chosen our personal top five Korean dramas that we've watched so far this year. Um, Some of them could be the same. Some of them could be different. I purposely chose ones that were different because it gave me more of an opportunity to talk about more. Gotcha. I also noticed that you did not put them in the notes, so it's a complete mystery to me on what, what you chose. Oh, I did. I put. It, I didn't realize you left a spot for me. I put mine below you. Wow. I was trying Awkward. to be nice, and you're just being rude. <laughs> I was like, 
no, I'm going to go after you. I mean, I can go first if you really want me to. No, no, I could go. I could go. It's all good. I left you a spot and I even put in a, like a title and everything. Sorry, bro. I just... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a mess today. This is this is the mood of my day. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, I, I talked about that in my weekly geek. I know. No, we would have been here all day you describing everything that got dropped at your job today. Yeah, no kidding. Um. Anyways, moving on, back on topic, because we can't po- we can't stay on topic at all today. This is our second podcast for today, and it was the other one we thought was going to be really short. It wasn't. It wasn't, no. It was not. And we didn't even have that much to talk about, but for some reason it ended up being an hour and a half. <laughs> it usually does for that podcast. It's fine. Yeah, you should check it out, because it's our K-pop podcast, and people like it, or so we've yeah. been told, apparently. Yeah. But anyways... Um, so some of the dramas that we chose, I didn't, I don't know what Chelsea wrote because it's not in front of me. So some of them could be from this year. Some of them could be from other years. Whatever. It's down below. On the <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm really, really stressed out right now. Like I can't even tell you. Um, so yeah, let's not, I mean, I'm going to say let's not draw this out any longer, but I can't guarantee anything. Um, so we're going to go through and list, list our top five. We're going to talk about the dramas, give plot description, talk about maybe why they're in our top five, our favorite moment or two. There's going to be spoilers most likely. So sorry, not sorry. Possibly. If you hear the drama and you haven't watched it yet, maybe just jump through. I'll, I'll try not to give too big a spoilers but it's gonna be hard with like the favorite moments and everything oh yeah 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 Yeah. um and then we'll also mention where you can stream the drama so that if you want to check it out you can yeah um picking five was very hard because i wanted to like put honorable mentions but i ended up deleting them because i didn't want to go out and find information about them honestly it was so tough to pick five and like I was kind of glad that you covered some that I wanted to talk about because like I said it gave me an opportunity to talk about more oh okay but oh my god it was just it was really hard because there's some really good ones did my number five surprise you number five um kind of yeah I'll, I'll tell you why it's because I can't stop watching it that's honestly what it is oh okay okay interesting okay did you want to go first sure i will go first oh look there's your top five below mine yes <laughs> katie's real petty this episode. <laughs> i don't know what's wrong with us today like it's fine. Like I said, this is just a continuation on from my day. So <laughs> my day's been fine up until like right now, but I've just been a big ball of stress for the last like week. So basically since Wednesday, I've been a mess yeah. and like I'm going on vacation mm-hmm. soon. And that's also stressing me out <laughs> because traveling during COVID is scary. It is. So let's relieve some of that stress and talk about some fun things. I don't know if this will relieve it or make it worse. I have no idea. So oh, why no. don't you just take over and okay. go for it? I'm just going to sit here quietly and comment. Okay, cool. So my number one and probably like my number one from this year and like it didn't come out this year, but you know, 
Uh, my number one for this year that I watched is Mr. Sunshine. And this came as a recommendation from my coworker. And boy, did I have feels for this one. So it is a 24-episode show, which is very different for a K-drama. And so much so that when I got to episode 16, I was shocked that it, like didn't wrap up the story and that and i was like wait what (laughs) (laughs) oh you mean i have like a bunch more to go okay okay (laughs) so this aired from july 7th 2018 to september 30th 2018 um and the synopsis for this is mr sunshine centers around eugene Choi, uh who was born into slavery in joseon joseon yeah uh, but escaped to the United States after the 1871, uh, oh, I do not know how to say that, um, U.S. expedition to Korea. Uh, he becomes a United States Marine Corps officer and returns to Joseon after participating in the Spanish-American War. While in Joseon, he meets and falls in love with the aristocrat's granddaughter, Go Eishin, yeah, who is part of the Righteous Army. However, their love is challenged by both their different classes in the presence of Kim Hee-sung, a nobleman in an enraged marriage with A. Shin. Uh, while in Joseon, he also encounters Gu Dong-mei, a ruthless samurai also in love with A. Shin, and Hina Kudo, owner of the popular Glory Hotel, where Eugene stays. At the same time, he discovers a plot by the Empire of Japan to colonize Korea and soon becomes embroiled in the fight for Joseon's sovereignty. So this is like a very heavy drama. It's got a lot of people involved. And, you know, you've got the American army, you've got the Japanese army, you've got the Korean army, and like you've got like this whole like rebellion story and the main character is like struggling with the fact that when he was a kid, Korea and like the people high up in Korea really, really like affected him and affected his life very personally. He escaped and found like, uh, what is it called? He, he like escaped to America and found a place there. Sanctuary. So he's obviously, yeah. Sanctuary. Yeah. So he has, like, this fondness, obviously, for America because America, like, quote-unquote, saved him. But then when he goes back, he obviously, like, has ties to Korea because he's Korean. And so it's this balance of struggle between, like, who do I fight for? Who do I stand with? Who do I align with? That kind of a thing. And this show constantly is switching between English, Japanese, and Korean has a lot of discussion about Japan's uh, invasion of Korea and like them trying to colonize Korea. There's a lot of intense things happening and it's got one of the most devastating, devastating endings I've ever seen in anything. Oh my God. This is not making me want to watch this. It's, but it's so good. Like it's so like, if you need a good cry, or, like, you feel like you're going to need a good cry, watch this show because it's just, oh, my God. You, like, I have never sobbed so hard at something in my entire life. Oh, wow. 
Because, I mean, as you know, like, when we watch Korean dramas, like, even though most of them are, like, 16 episodes or, like, relatively the length of one season of television, you get highly invested oh, yeah. in these characters. And with this show, it's 24 episodes, which is a lot longer than normal. Plus, they're obviously long in length. So, like, you really, really get invested in this world and these characters in the state of the world at that time everything about it and so when things happen boy (laughs) oh boy you you feel it and the actors do a fantastic job um they had to do so much i mean at least a lot of them had to speak multiple languages within the show so that alone is super impressive there's a lot of like really gory bits as well like, there's a lot of fighting, and a lot of the fighting is super intense. Okay. But there's also super, super cute romantic bits. Aw. So that is why it is one of my favorites. Um, a favorite moment that I have is... Um... Oh, man. I'm try- I should have, like, written these down. I don't know. It's probably they they have this go between back and forth where oh, okay, okay, okay. So like the reason why these characters start to fall for each other is like the the main female lead, she is trying to learn English, right? Mm-hmm. And so she learns about the word love and someone who she was learning English from, she uh they described it as like the best thing in the world that could ever happen to you and so she goes to him and says like what is love and can we do it together and he was like oh um <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute oh my isn't that God. so cute like what is love and can we do it together and he was just like yeah yeah i think we can and so she was like great so what's the first step what do we got to do you know like she has no clue like what this is and he's like oh well first it starts with like a handshake or whatever so they shake hands and you're just like dying oh that's so cute (laughs) and so as as they go on like they tell each other like okay what's the next step you know so like they have these like really cute moments and then eventually she learns what love is and she's like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but like at the same time she's like she also then starts getting into it and is like okay well then what's the next step so it's just super cute it's super cute oh my gosh and you're dying anyway uh, this can be seen on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's also on Vicky, but Netflix is like the main place I would go for to watch it. Okay, so then we have my number two pick, which I rewatched this year, so that's why I'm putting it on my <laughs> my list. I also watched this one this year. Yeah. Uh, and that is What's Wrong with Secretary Kim, which honestly should be on everyone's list. I'm just saying. It really should. If you haven't watched it at this point, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? How could you not watch a Park Seo Joon? Like, and Park Min Young. Like, oh. oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So the reason why I put this one is because you put 
a different one with oh. certain people in it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, opportunity to talk about this? Absolutely. <laughs> so this is 16 episodes, which ran from June 6th to July 26th of 2018. Um, I'm pretty sure this show has been, like, number one on Vicky for, like, ever since. I don't know if there's ever a moment where this show is not someone's number one. For sure. All right, so summary. Um, this was the best one I could find. Some of the summaries were really hard to find. Yeah. Like, it was awkward, so I apologize if some of them are kind of short. The plot revolves around the ambitious vice chairman of a major corporation, Lee Young-jun, uh, played by Park So-jun, and his highly capable secretary, Kim Mi-so, played by Park Min-young. Uh, misunderstandings arise when she announces she will resign from her position after working for him for nine years. Young Jun will do whatever he can to make sure Miso stays by his side. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love this drama so much. Oh my gosh. I will rewatch this show till the day I die. I'm just saying. Girl, same. (laughs) It's like whatever I need to just feel good. I will go watch the show. So yeah, so basically the whole show, she is like, yeah, no, I'm I'm resigning. I'm resigning. And he's like, no, what can I do to make you stay? And she's like, I want to continue forth with my life. I want to get married, have kids. I want to like move forward in my personal life. Whereas I've been putting it kind of on hold for these whole nine years because being your secretary is a full-time thing. And he's like, well, okay, then I'll marry you. <laughs> and you're just like, what? <laughs> the first time he, like, proposes to her is the funniest thing. She's like, what? Yeah, she's no. like, yeah, she's no. Like, no, God, no. <laughs> it's funny. So he very much is, like, trying to woo her. And then obviously they fall in love. And it's amazing. So it's just, like, it's got all those cliches of people falling for each other it's got so many moments where they just stare at each other in the eyes for like a minute like where especially like her adjusting his tie like the girl must adjust his tie his tie like 10 times within this drama and i'm loving every minute (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh this was also like one of the more racier ones because there's yeah. a lot of like full on like kissing kissing and like especially the the scene much later um mm-hmm. with them together which makes mm-hmm. me like super happy also this is like peak peak park seo june like pe- like the Absolutely. hair like oh, he's just like i can't i can't he's my favorite kate like He's my favorite Korean K- drama. drama lead. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, yeah. And it's the same for for Park Min Young. Oh like, yeah, this is peak her as well as like she's she's now become like my all time favorite female lead for sure. Oh yeah, and I will watch anything with her in it, and I love her YouTube channel now, and it's great. It's so great. Um. Favorite moment would be very hard to pick because there are so many, but like we gotta give it for that like 
that like kissing scene on the couch. I mean, oh my god, when he <laughs> says to her, "I don't want tonight to slip away" or something like that, yeah, yeah. and like and he, then like <sighs> pulls the pulls the part of her shirt, the ribbon, like the, the... like the bow, and just like it's so simple, but like that's extreme for a K drama. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. My Like when they start unbuttoning clothing, you're like, "Oh my god, we're getting real selfie." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just want to throw out that number one favorite moment for me will always be the look on her face when he takes his shirt off. Yes. Because she, same. Because she's like looking at him and then he like takes his shirt off and she just like looks to the side like, "Oh my oh my god." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, girl, same. We're all doing the same exact reaction exactly. right now. So this is streamed on Vicky. Um, it is so disappointing that it is only on Vicky at the minute because I want Eamon to watch this so freaking bad. And he's dying as well. And it's just like he'd have to like download it on his phone and. All mm-hmm. that he he doesn't do TV shows on his phone, so gotcha. <sighs> Have to wait till he moves here. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so my number three is My Hollow Love. This was released on Netflix uh, February seventh, twenty twenty, with twelve episodes. I'm pretty sure it's like a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's the only place you can watch it. Summary for this one. So Young, played by Ko Sung-hee, has a problem recognizing faces. Due to this, she keeps a distance from other people. So Young becomes a beta tester for Hologram AI Hollow, played by Yoon Hung-min. AI Hollow is completely on her side. Being with So Young, AI Hollow realizes the limit of artificial intelligence. Meanwhile, Nando played by the same actor, <laughs> is the developer of AI Hollow. Nando has the same physical appearance as AI Hollow, which is why it's obviously played by the same person, uh, but his personality is completely different. While watching So Young and AI Hollow, he feels something that he has never felt before, which is very vague, but... <laughs> Could it be love? Could it be? I don't know. Maybe. So... This show's very fun. Um, it's got the thing I love about the Netflix original K dramas is they're they still obviously have the feel of a K drama, but like they have the like Netflix flair to them. Oh yeah, you know it's it and it is slightly different. It's fun. Um, so she becomes a beta tester for this. Basically, their glasses, right? Yeah, right? yeah, their glasses where. Within the view of the glasses, you can see this, like, AI human being who very much looks real. Holo, yeah. Um, Holo. And they can, and you, you can see everything, and they can do everything, like, for you and all this stuff. And she gets these glasses by accident because one of the um, people that works with the creator of them was trying to escape someone who was trying to steal this tech. And so they drop it in her purse because the AI tells them that she's safe to drop it with. And they don't really know why. They don't really know why, like, specifically her, why she was okay. But they were obviously in a crisis. So, <laughs> um, 
So she wears them, figures out what it is, all that. Obviously, it helps her so much with her face blindness, so she keeps them. Um, I can't imagine having face blindness. That would be insane. It's it's terrifying. So, like, face blindness is that you cannot recognize anyone. So even yeah. though you meet people and see them, you can't see their faces. So you never actually know who you're talking to. And even, like, someone like your parent. Yeah, she had no idea what her mom looked like. She had no idea what her coworkers looked like. So it's really hard to maintain some sort of social life because it's basically like you're meeting that person for the very first time, even though they have no idea that you have no idea what they look like. Yeah, which makes it incredibly difficult to form relationships and friendships with people because after a while that gets very frustrating for someone to just like not recognize you over and over again and plus you know that obviously they do the whole flashback to the childhood thing where like she was made fun of and you know bullied as a kid and all that so she very much is reclusive um doesn't socialize with anyone even like her coworkers think she's like this super cold person because you know she doesn't interact with anyone she just works and keeps her head down and goes home um but I don't know. This this to me like was just such an original concept. Like obviously AI is not incredibly original, but like this is something that I can kind of like maybe see happening in terms of like the actual tech. Mhm. And it just to me seemed like a super original idea for a drama and obviously it's got like a ton of romance and all that in it and she falls in love with she falls in love with the AI obviously but then eventually meets the real person who she doesn't realize that is the same person because of her face blindness. (laughs) And then he falls for her and it's this whole thing of like eventually getting to that. So it's a very good show. Um, My favorite part would probably be when like they go through this whole bit where they're frustrated with each other and they won't talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so they like avoid each other in these most like the most dramatic ways possible and it's just so funny. Oh my god. I don't know. So just good. all that part where she was like living there with them and uh-huh. everything. it was just so fun. I just really enjoyed that part. It was it's such a this was the first drama I watched for 2020 cuz I watched it like while it was still airing episodes, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I watched, like, all of the, the available ones, and then I was, like, I got to that point with another, same thing with another one that I put on my list, where I was, like, okay, well, now I'm out of episodes. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until they post another one. It's so good. Highly recommend. Like I said, it's on Netflix, so check it out on Netflix. Um, number four, I debated on, because I had another one written down, but I wanted to talk about this one, so... Because this is my first life. Have you seen this one, Katie? Okay, you keep telling me to watch it. It's on my list, and I've seen clips okay. from it. So I'm really okay. notorious for watching like, like the the romance yeah. clips and stuff from episode from the shows, except for ones yeah. that I'm currently watching. Like, we got to be real careful about your number five because I'm still not done yet. <laughs> oh, I know. I've, I'll be careful. Don't worry. Um, so this show has 16 episodes, which aired from October 9th to November 28th in 2017. And the summary is 
What can a house-poor man and financially strapped woman do? Nam Sehee, played by Lee Min-ki, is a single man in his early 30s who has managed to buy his own home, but his mortgage takes all of his disposable income and he has little left to do uh, much else. Yoon Ji-ho, played by Jung So-min, is a single woman in her early 30s who barely makes enough money to get by and has given up dating because of her financial situation. Though, un- oh, sorry, through unexpected circumstances, Ji-ho becomes a renter in Sehi's house and they become housemates. Can they help each other grapple with their own individual financial issues? So the thing that this summary doesn't really give away is that the funniest bit of this is they they end up living together through mutual friends and getting this whole roommate situation through mutual friends. However, uh, they don't realize that the other person is like the opposite sex. So like he assumes that she's a man and she assumes that he's a woman. So, and because their schedules were so completely different, they never saw each other for like the first week of moving in. So when she moved in, he had everything like set up and was like, that's your room. Um, You know, can, if you could take care of these things, you know, blah, 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 blah. So they just never saw each other for like that first week. (laughs) And then they meet outside of their living situation where... Um, when she was drunk, she kissed him because she wanted to know what um, kissing someone was like because she reali- she like gives up on love and she's never kissed anyone. And so she's talking to him and then she just kisses him and she's like, I just wanted to like kiss a man before I died kind of a thing. And so then when they eventually meet each other, they're like, wait, what? And they... <laughs> They panic and all of this, and then eventually they turn it into, like, a contract marriage where they're like, hey, it'll mutually benefit us to marry each other financially. It'll help me with my mortgage. We seem to get along very well. Like, he has a very, like, interesting personality where he doesn't get along with people very well. He doesn't, like, connect well with people. And so he connects with her enough that he's like, listen, I want you to, like, live with me. I think it just, like, in a very logical way works out. But then obviously they fall in love. So it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Um, so like I said, my favorite part is when they obviously, like, find out who the other is and realize that, like, who they're living with. And it's just so funny. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> But yes, this is on Netflix. I highly recommend. Also, the two main characters in this show are Secretary Kim's parents in the flashbacks in What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, like, yeah. So, the parents, her parents, you know how they show all the flashbacks with them, like, at the beach and all that? Those are the actors playing a married couple in this. Or, like, or they're in this. Ah, yeah. That so is true. So, it's the same people. So when I like rewatched What's Wrong with Secretary Kim, I was like, oh, wait, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny when that happens because there's like one of the moms in the next drama is also a mom in another one oh. that we've watched. Like she's yes. everyone's mom. She's everyone's mom. 
All right. And my final one is It's Okay to Not Be Okay. I'm sure everyone has probably heard of this show. It's on Netflix. It's 16 episodes that aired from June 20th to August 9th, 2020. And the summary is... The drama tells a story of Moon Gang Tae, played by Kim Soo Hyung, a community health worker at a psychiatric ward who does not have time for love, and Ko Moon Young, played by Seo Seo Yeji, yeah, a successful children's book author has never known what love feels like. After meeting each other, the two slowly begin to heal each other's emotional wounds. As the story progresses, the truth behind their intertwining past has been haunting them is also revealed. So, like, this summary, this was the hardest one to find a good summary for. So, this summary very much glosses over the fact that the main lead character has a brother with on the autism spectrum, um, which is very deeply aligned in the story. There's a lot of... Um, discussion of mental health because the main character works at a psychiatric ward and a lot of the patient's stories are involved um also the main female's character her dad is at that psychiatric ward so like there's a lot of discussion on mental health and just um everything that's wrapped up in that uh she also has a personality disorder antisocial personality disorder and I just have to say, like, this show does a very good job of dealing with a lot of heavy, heavy topics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just also, like, super gorgeous. Both of the actors are f- so beautiful, it's almost hard to look at them. <laughs> I agree with that. Like, like both of them. Honestly, both of them. Mm-hmm. It is, like, hard to look them directly in the eye because I'm like, you aren't real. You're so pretty. <laughs> yeah um but the also the actor who plays the brother with autism unbelievable job unbelievable job so much so that apparently a fan wrote out to him who has an autistic brother that his the like her brother connected so much with that character that he reached out to them and spent a whole day with him in character they went to like a theme park or something yeah, and it was so, like, it was just so touching because he plays that character so well, and he does such a good job, and it's very thoughtfully done, and it's probably the best betrayal I've seen of autism in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Very long time. Um, So why is this my favorite? Because of everything. <laughs> um, Like I said, it deals with a lot of really heavy topics in a very, very well-done way. Um, But it also has really great romance, really great discussion of, you know, just healing in general. Um, And it has a very good mystery as well. One that really took me by surprise, which I will not reveal anything for because you have not finished. So I watched a little bit more of the next episode and I am shook. Oh, girl. Over what just happened. You're going to be shook till the very end honestly like i just found out about the mom and like who she really is and i'm mm-hmm. just like shook out of my brain Mm-hmm. exactly um i when i was doing my research for this uh show apparently i found out that there was some parts of the show that were flagged for being inappropriate 
And one of them is probably both of our favorite parts. You know, the part where he's like shirtless and she like goes to reach to touch. <laughs> I was like because, legitimately because... one of my favorite parts because her reaction is so good. <laughs> like he's shirtless and she surprises him and she's like, oh, and she just immediately starts touching his ass. She reaches out to touch him, which is wholly inappropriate because consent. Yeah, um, consent, exactly. And, and she just, like, doesn't know how to function. And I'm just, like, sitting there, like, oh, my God. And he's, like, trying to push her out of the room. It was so funny. It's it was so funny. It was really good. Like, There's another moment like that where... I don't know if you've seen it yet. It's not too spoilery, but like, I think you have. So there's, she's like trying to kiss him and they're practically wrestling because she's trying to kiss him so much. So, and he's like, no, no. (laughs) And it's not like a, you know, it's not like in a way where he genuinely doesn't want to be kissed. It's more so of like being conservative kind of a thing. It's like, no, we can't kiss yet. That's no, it's too soon. Yeah. And she's like, nah, let's do it. (laughs) She, one of my favorite parts that I've seen so far is when she just goes off on that tangent about how bad awful children are and how she doesn't <laughs> want to have any of them. And then she starts mm-hmm. yelling at him in the supermarket and she was like, I want to have kids with you. And everybody's like staring <laughs> like, at oh, them. Oh, wow. Does he not want to have kids? My God. Like they're being all judgy. About- and you can hear the chatter in the background where it's like, he looks healthy. Like, how is he not able to have children? Like all <laughs> this. T- it was just like. Uh, okay but he kept telling her he's like shh shh quiet (laughs) and she just like doesn't know how to like function in public this poor lady oh god it's it there's so many parts of this that i love i could do a whole i could do a whole episode on it honestly but we've talked long enough katie it is your turn what are your top five hold on i gotta scroll back up (laughs) i know i I do as well (laughs) okay my number one drama that I just watched, I was a complete emotional and just destroyed wreck. I watched Guardian, The Lonely and Great God, also known as Goblin. Um, this is considered the greatest, like, K-drama mm-hmm. that's ever been, like, created. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So it's 16 episodes plus three specials. I don't think I've seen the three special episodes. Oh, okay. okay I got to figure that out. Um, it was, uh, the original release date was December 2nd of 2016, and it ran until January 21st of 2017. And as of February of this year, it is still the fifth highest rated Korean drama in cable television history. Dang. I like the moment I started watching it, I was like, I get it. I I okay. get it why people can't stop talking about this. Like mm-hmm. between the chemistry between the actors, between the, the the male and female lead of of the show, plus the chemistry between the two male the two male leads, like they're mm-hmm. love forever. Love them forever. Nice. <laughs> okay. So the plot of this is long, and I'll try That's to get okay. through it without butchering people's names if I can. Um, so Kim Shin, played by Gong Yu, is a decorated military general for the, I think it's Goryeo dynasty. I probably heard that name a lot. I'm sorry. 
is framed as a traitor and killed by the young king. Years after his death, he is cursed by the Almighty to stay immortal forever and endure the pain of seeing his loved ones die as a punishment for the kills he committed in the wars to protect his country. He becomes an immortal goblin, helping people with his powers and being a kind man in spite of his grieving past. The only way to put an end to his immortality is the goblin bride whose aid um, whose aid in pulling the sword will end his uh, painful immortality. So he like legitimately during different scenes, like you could see the sword just like sticking out of his body. Oh my God. It's like, and he just like has these fits of like just un like endurable pain. It's just like so bad. Um, Ji Unta, uh, played by Kim Goon, who has been in a bunch of dramas that we've seen. I didn't realize this was her. She's one of my favorite K-drama actresses of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, is a bubbly high school student who's who remains cheerful and hopeful despite her tragic life. She summons the goblin by act by chance, and their fates become intertwined. Um, the goblin's nephew, um, leases the goblin's house to a grim reaper, (laughs) um, played by Lee Dong-wook, and the two end up living under the same roof. And then you have Sunny, who is played by Yoon Ina, is a charismatic young lady who runs a chicken shop where our main girl works, Ji Woon-tak, uh, she works there as a part-timer. And as the lives of Kim Shim, the Green, the, the Grim Reaper, Jian Tak, and Sunny interweave, a deeper story unfolds as they are not just strangers who met by chance, but people with deep-rooted relations. Dang. So this is more of a fantasy romance kind of thing. So a lot of it plays in fantasy because there's a lot of magic. There's a lot of ties to the past to like ancient times. And then also the belief between um, heaven and hell, purgatory, grim reapers, angels, goblins, demons, as well as um, past lives and reincarnation. Like all of this stuff happens in this show. That's so cool though. It really is. And I was not prepared in any way, shape or form for how devastatingly emotional the show is. Oh, man. <laughs> like, the last... So, it's 16 episodes. The last four episodes are just, like... It was Brutal. non-stop crying the <laughs> whole <Aww>. time. <laughs> um, This is my favorite because it... It has such an intricate interweaving story and it's funny and dramatic and romantic and sweet and emotional. It's like everything you could possibly want in a K-drama all at once. Nice. Like, I I get it why everybody's like, you have to watch it. This is Goblin. Like, it's the best drama ever. Like, Chelsea, you have to watch it. Yeah. Um... My favorite moment is literally any time the goblin bride makes him appear in front of her so she can do it just by like blowing out a candle and she does it to him at the most inopportune moments for this like whole sequence. He was like in the middle of cooking a steak and she pulled him to her. 
<laughs> and he gets so angry about it too for like the first set because he doesn't understand like why this keeps happening and why this high school age girl is like supposed to be his goblin bride and she keeps following him around but like every time she makes him appear he's like halfway like eating a piece of steak or something and he just like pops up in front of her it's just like oh man it's really funny it's like as emotionally devastating as it is um it's also super funny and it has such an intricate story between past lives and like reincarnation and how many lives you get to live until you like reach the end where you have no more lives left kind of Mm -hmm. thing so it's really really good um and it's available on the vicky app highly recommend i just watched this recently when i should have been working on finishing like the other five dramas that i'm watching (laughs) yeah no kidding (laughs) it's really bad okay next is her private life this was number one but goblin took over after I oh, watched dang. it. Yeah, I know. It's a hard it was a hard jump to get over this one because this one is probably like oh, number one. High, high, high number one. But, Same. Okay. Her private life. Sixteen episodes. Originally um aired April tenth through May thirtieth last year, twenty nineteen. Oh, the plot. So Sung Mi, played by Park Min Young whom we love and adore, is a talented chief curator at the at um, a museum of art who also happens to have a, a secret. She is a fanatic fangirl for White Ocean's Cha Sien, played by one. Yes. This is part of the big reason that I love this because she's a secret K-pop fan and it has an mm-hmm. adult job, but she's also like an adult who loves K-pop and that's me and Chelsea. Yes. So in addition, she is also a fan site manager for the famous Xian is My Life. And then Ryan Gold, our sweet, sweet Ryan Gold, played oh, by Kim Jae-wook, is a standoffish artist who develops Stenhall Syndrome, eventually retiring as an artist. After the current boss, oh, Eun So-hyo, he? So-hi? played by Kim uh, Sun-young, gets investigated for embezzlement, Ryan Gold becomes the new art director at the museum. Um, after rumors break out claiming that Dong Mi and Sian are dating, Ryan suggests that he and Dong Mi um, uh, <laughs> pretend to date to ward off Xian's fan, fans who threaten to harm her. However, Cindy, played by Kim uh, Bora, uh, another fan site manager of uh, Sian, manages to land a job as an intern at the museum to prove that Ryan and Dongmi are in a fake relationship, leaving both no choice but to continue the act even at work. This is legitimately one of my favorite plots, tropes, whatever. The fake romance that turns into a real one. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Didn't we do the full episode of this? For this show, sorry. Yes, I'm pretty sure we did. We did talk about because, her private life. Yeah, because this is our favorite to watch. It's so freaking good. This is also one that my mom was like really standoffish on watching because she thought it was like too slow and not good. And I just kept watching it until I got her to like like it. 
Yeah. And then when she realized that, like, she's a K-pop fan, and then she get then, like, she ends up in a relationship with someone like Ryan Gold, my mom was like, yeah, you can, you can keep liking K-pop. That's fine. Like, she <laughs> ends like, up with yeah, a man like that. And I was like, girl, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I... This is my favorite just because it's a really well done story. Like they use the word fanatic fangirl, but that's really not a way to describe her. Um, no. Because she's not fanatic. She's a very, she does run a fan site, but she's really respectful about it. She keeps her distance, but it does show a lot of um, some of the other, the ruthless sides of K-pop as well as some of the more um, ruthless sides of fandom. Um, Mm -hmm. it's not always like that, obviously, but there are times in which things like that do happen and they did a decent job of portraying it and trying to not make it bad. Right. Yeah. Cause there is a very big, you know, stigma in terms of fans of idols, especially within Korea. Like you hear it mentioned a lot of times in dramas. It's like, Oh, you're like, you're a fan of an idol group. How old are you? And it's like, well, why does that matter? <laughs> exactly. And she's an adult and they they portrayed her as being like a fan and it's really funny because her life becomes accidentally intertwined like her real life. Yeah. Um becomes accidentally intertwined with Xian as well and so she's trying to like be respectful, be professional but also also like losing her mind mm-hmm. because she's such a big fan of his. Um, especially when she sees the photograph that she took that he like had printed and like has it in his house. Yes. And he talks about her fan site all the time too, which is really funny. So cute. Um, I will say that out of all of the moments, there's lots of moments in this, like every moment between her and Ryan Gold is special. But one of my favorite moments of all time is the part where they go to speak to the writer about the photographer that passed away. Mm hmm. I, that was the genuine turning point between Ryan wanting to have the fake relationship and deciding that that's not what he wanted. He wanted something more after that. Yeah. Um, Because she does a really well, she does a beautiful job of explaining like what she saw when she sees the paintings and like how different their points of view are. That a person can look at a photograph and see two totally different things. And she said that it was more about the subject of the photo or what he sees and what he says more than anything. And that's like touches both the writer as well as him. Yeah. So it's a really beautiful moment that they like have right then. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like that part. Um, and this is also available on the Vicky app. Okay, number three. Crash landing on you. (laughs) So this was 16 episodes. It started December 14th of 2019 and ended. The last episode was posted on February 16th of 2020. I literally watched this entire drama up until there wasn't anything available to watch. Mm -hmm. um, Because I ran out of new episodes while I was in Seattle. This would have been my number one if you hadn't already put it down. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. No, I because I wanted, like, you know, we could talk, we could talk about it now and I could talk about other things. But this was just everything. 
I recently, I actually just watched a video where David from DKDKTV talked to a um, a YouTuber who um, is from North Korea who escaped and found sanctuary and is now living in South Korea. Um, she actually ended up, without him knowing, she was the person that they consulted for the show, oh. actually. Dang. That's awesome. Yeah. And so he was talking to her about how realistic everything in it was. And surprisingly, everything was pretty on the money for nice. what it's like being in um, North Korea. And I, I'll send you the link to watch it because I thought it was really, really interesting. Nice. Um, so Crash Landing on You, um, uh, Yoon Suri played by Sun Yi Jin, is an heiress to a conglomerate in South Korea. One day, while while paragliding, an accident caused by strong winds. I'm not going to tell you what kind of strong winds they are because it's absolutely ridiculous. This is the, the least accurate part of the show. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. It's, it's fine. It's great. I remember telling somebody about this and they were live texting me while the scene was happening, like how she ends up there. And she's like, are you joking? And I was like, absolutely not. That's exactly what happened. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. So an accident caused by strong li- uh, winds leads um, Suri to make an emergency landing in North Korea. I don't know if she made an emergency landing in North Korea. She just sort of ended up she, there. She like landed. She landed <laughs> in a tree. She went up. She eventually had to come down. <laughs> Basically. There she meets Ri Jun Hyuk. God, I'm so bad at pronouncing names. Uh, played by Hyun Bin, um, who is a North Korean army officer. And he tries to protect her and hide her. And soon they fall in love. Oh, yeah. Of course they do. Of course they do. So this show is on on the scales of ridiculous for Korean dramas, this is very high on that list, but not in a bad way. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. ridiculous, but, like, amazing. <laughs> like, the setup for the entire show is super ridiculous, but, like, it produces an amazing story. Absolutely. So obviously, like, she's from South Korea. He's from North Korea. This is a big no-no because obviously, like, I don't need to explain that to anybody. Um, mm-hmm. But he makes the decision to, like, try to protect her, even though, like, like he didn't want to do it originally, but it just sort of ended up being that way mm-hmm. um, because he was trying to take her in and then she escaped and he stepped on a landmine and couldn't chase her. And then she somehow ended up in his village in front of his house. And he was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just happens. It does. Um, but yeah, so like he ends up like um making up some sort of like fake story so she can stay with him and he's gonna try to smuggle her back to South Korea where she belongs. And through this whole thing, like, she ends up they like end up falling for each other and they share share so many of these like sweet moments, but also like you can tell like how much he just hates having her around, which is really f- <laughs> funny. Um, because she's so used to like life in, in South Korea that she like doesn't know how to function in North Korea. Well, yeah. And she's like an heiress. Uh-huh. So like she has a lot of money and she runs her own company. So she has a very different lifestyle. Yes. 
Yes. Um, this is my favorite just because, like, the story is really good. Um, after watching that video yesterday from DKDKTV was, like, made me love it even more because she really, like, the the girl that he talks to, like, she really goes into depth, like, in explaining, like, how accurate some of the things are. Like, some of the things are, like, not accurate, but then he asked her questions about, like, what it was like to defect from North Korea and, like, how she got here. Um and all that stuff and she like doesn't go super in depth but does explain it and like tells like how realistic some of the things are that they do portray in this show Mm -hmm. it's pretty on the money so it's interesting Mm -hmm. um my favorite moment basically any of the moments shared with the four the four dudes the four like the the other the sidekicks like the other um officers in the mm-hmm. military. I love them. Yes. They're I love them. They're so funny and like the one dude who's obsessed with Korean dramas is my favorite. Yet. Oh my god. <laughs> because he's like the he's he's there like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In South Korea they do this. And they're like, what? No way. <laughs> oh my god. When she gives the heart, the finger hearts to the two guys, and then he tells her she has to sleep on the floor. He's gonna take the bed and she has to sleep on the floor. He was like, Oh, you just capitalist, you just give your give your hearts away like it's no big deal and all this stuff because the guy who watches the K the K dramas like explained to him like what that means and he took it yeah. completely out of context, which is really funny. Oh, so good. It's really, really good. I highly recommend it's available. It's a Netflix. I think it's a Netflix original or it's like a partnered Netflix one as well. Just like a lot of the yeah. ones that we've seen. Um, Next, this one was hard to pick. Like there were so many good ones, but this one, like my whole family watched this drama. Like Eamon and I watched it together and it was so good. Also going to be on my list, but I took it. Yes, um, it's fine. Well, next time, write your notes sooner. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not it's really. Um, it's a one class. That's my next one. Um, I've yes. talked about this so much. My mom, this is the first drama, second drama that my mom watched completely and loved it. Mm-hmm. My dad also sat through it and actually really liked it too. So mm-hmm. it's 16 episodes. It aired from January 31st to March 21st of this year. Um, Itawan class tells the story of a ex-convict. Um, uh, Park Se- Seroji? Seroji. God, I should have like listened to how they say his name because I listened Seroi? to Seroi. Thank you, Seroi. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Park Seojun. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, whose life has been turned upside down after he gets expelled from school for punching a bully and his father is killed in an accident. His life sucks. Like, I can't even describe. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, following his father's footsteps, he opens his own bar called Dumbum, which means Honey Night, in Itawan, which is a district in just outside of Seoul. Um, alongside his manager, Jos uh, Jiso, and... Um, his staff, he strives towards success and reaching greater heights while battling against a food conglomerate. So this description doesn't touch anywhere near no. how absolutely insane this show is. And it's really funny to try to describe the last two episodes to somebody because of everything that happens. 
Seriously. Um, K-dramas are notorious for, like, using lots of different um, tropes all in the same thing. But a lot of times they'll do it in, like, two episodes and it's super overwhelming. <laughs> like, uh, And, like, they're notorious for, like, getting to the, the penultimate episode and you're thinking, like, where could this go? What could possibly happen in the last episode? And then it and then it happens and you're just like, my God. Wow. <laughs> Punching a yeah. bu- punching a bully who's who's the rich kid gets expelled from school. Then his dad dies in a car accident. I'm not going to tell you kills him, so you don't know. There's there's lying. He ends up going to jail, even though the person that that killed his father didn't go to jail, but he goes to jail. Gets out of mm-hmm. jail, decides he wants to take down the conglomerate that's responsible for ruining his life. So then he's trying to do that. There's also kidnapping, a car chase, attempted murder. He almost dies. He gets hit by a car. Some people almost die. Food competitions. There's food competitions. <laughs> there's there's um a uh a quite well done um incorporation of a person who's transgender. They did mm-hmm. they did a really great job of incorporating that and making it um like it was really well done, I feel like. They did a pretty good yeah. job, which was very different for Korean dramas. I think this is the first one that I have personally seen. I think we've talked Definitely. about this before. Did we do an episode on the show? I think we did. Okay, yes. we did. So go back and listen to that if you want the full thing. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. Every single moment is super great. Um, I'm trying to think of what my favorite part is. It's so hard because so much happens. Yeah, it's so oh, much happens. I'll say my part while you think of yours. Yeah, uh, I love the part when his dad teaches him how to drink. Oh um, my god, so soju. That's really yeah. good. Tony. Aw. Tony's my favorite. So they have this guy who starts working at who comes in to apply for a job at the uh, Dumbum, and he's 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 black. And they just, like, assume that he's, like, foreign, but he's not. Mm-hmm. He's Korean. He's half Korean. Um, and he speaks perfect Korean. And they just assume that he speaks English. Yeah. Too. Which he doesn't he at doesn't all. He doesn't speak a lick of English. It's really <laughs> funny. Um, but it's, like, this whole bit thing running through the whole thing. And then by the end, he, like, learns perfect English. And they're all like, I thought you didn't speak English. He's like, well, I learned, obviously. <laughs> yeah because people keep trying to speak to him in english but like there's a whole like racial discussion with that as well especially like in korea you know itaewon class is like a a very diverse area but at the same time there's a lot of prejudice and so there's a lot of discussion of that yeah there's a lot of different discussions there's a lot of like what life is like for people who get out of jail and like their you know their future there and like classism there's a lot of classism. There's a lot of like how um, businesses, like big conglomerates, are really the ones who are running the show and like have the police in their pocket and mm-hmm. all this different stuff. There's been a lot of like discussions around the show. I think I watched a video again from DKDK TV talking about the show and mm-hmm. how important it is. And then I think Eric Nam did an episode with his brothers. Um, oh, yeah. To talk about the first couple of episodes of this as well on his pod on one of his like eight podcasts that he has. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. He only has five. 
I don't only only. Um, but yeah, so Eat the One Class. It's on Netflix. It's super great. Really, really good. I mean, if my family enjoyed it, I'm sure yours will too. Same. This is, I think, the one that got my husband into them as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. The K two is what got my mom into K dramas. Nice. Okay, my last one is Cheese in the Trap. So I debated on whether or not putting this on here because you and I have talked about this like so many different times on this drama. So Mm -hmm. um, it's 16 episodes. It aired from January 4th to March 1st of 2016. Um, So this drama focuses on the life and relationships of a group of university students, particularly the difficult relationship between hardworking scholarship student Hansel played by Kim Go-un, like that's part of the reason is because I love her mm-hmm. and her just de- um, deceptively kind senior uh, young who's played by Park Hae-jin. And I've watched another drama with him called Forest, which I almost put on here, Ooh. but I took it off. Um, so young uh, Jung is a rich and popular heir to the Tehran group and seemingly has a perfect life. However, Although he seems nice and kind to everyone around him, he's actually quite manipulative with a a penchant for destroying those that irritate him, often by using others. When Sol catches him, catches on, her life started to become so miserable that she decides to, like, try to take time off from school. And then when she returns through a scholarship that was intended for him, he is unexpectedly kind to her and asks her on a date. Actually, he asked her to go get food like 20 times before she mm-hmm. just like gives in, which is, it's a whole different, iffy. It's, a, yeah. it's an iffy thing. Anyway, although she isn't sure what kind of person he is, they begin an awkward relationship that is complicated by the distance between them, as well as an aftermath of various schemes. The situation is further complicated by the arrival, arrival of Beckino and his sister Inna, who are childhood friends of Jung and who have since had a falling out. Now, (laughs) the reason I put this on my favorites list is that even though this show has lots of like moments where you're just like, just like cringing through it, because let me tell you, he does a lot of really awful things or a lot of manipulative things that seem like he thinks he's doing them for all the right reasons. But in reality, all the things that he's doing are really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause he has this way to like manipulate people into doing things that he wants without them realizing that they're doing them mm-hmm. kind of thing. And he ends up like, keeping his hands clean while doing a lot of dirty things. Exactly. Um, But I live for the sweet romantic moments between him and Sol. They are cute. I will say they, they have chemistry, but I, I will say that um, because I have seen her, this actress in multiple different dramas, I will say that this is probably the, the role that puzzles me the most with the personality that they have her take on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but also like it just shows her like versatility like versatility as an actress because she has a tendency to play a really strong female roles like her role as the goblin bride in goblin right like she's a very strong thoughtful actress and does a lot of great things she's also the lead actress in the king which I still mm-hmm. have not finished, but is also on Netflix, which is why it's not on this list yet because it's not I'm not done with it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also plays a super strong like role in that. So she takes more of a submissive role to a certain point. Now she does eventually learn to stand up for herself because I think that he does push her to try to be a stronger person and she has that yeah. ability. She just doesn't think that she can. Because she's juggling all these, like, balls in the air for her life. Like, she has to keep working hard because she needs to get good grades so she can keep going to school because she needs the scholarship because she can't afford it. And because she can't afford it, she works two jobs, blah, blah, blah. Like, all these different things that Mm -hmm. she's juggling. Plus, she gets up in, in this relationship with this guy who she thought hated her. Yeah. While she's also being stalked at the same time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Now, I really like it because of, like, the romantic moments between them. And I love the friendship that she forms with Beccano. Like, I love that friendship that she develops with him. They mm-hmm. had a lot more chemistry. I'm not going to lie. Like, together. I It was, okay, like, if she didn't have as much chemistry as she did with him, uh-huh. I think I would like her with the main character a lot more. Okay. Okay. I that mean, is, I think, like... So I get it with with Korean dramas. We've seen this with multiple Korean dramas, including What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. They a lot of times start out with a character kind of being borderline, if not genuinely problematic, mm-hmm. to show them evolve, right? Mm-hmm. We, are, we are going on this journey of seeing them evolve as a human being. And I get that, and I do. So we do see Jung like, very much evolve into a much better human being by the end so i do get that but i just felt like her chemistry with (laughs) with the other guy was so much better and and i just liked him so much and so part of me was just like wait but (laughs) but what about him but like i see where you're coming from because they definitely still do also have chemistry Mm -hmm. but yeah it's there's some real problematic things that happen between the two of them, and some of them you're just like. But she also yeah. pushes really hard to get him to like open up to her and really like talk about, like one to stop doing oh, yeah. the crazy borderline like psycho crap that he keeps doing to like mm-hmm. stop doing that, and also to like be honest with her because he expects her to be honest with him. And she stands up to him several times, like, the time in the rain when she, like, yells at him about, like, well, what about tomorrow? Like, Mm -hmm. she was like, you're telling me not to do something, but you don't give me any sort of explanation as to why I shouldn't do it. And she was like, you keep saying, like, let's just, like, not do this and, like, we'll deal with it later. She's like, well, what's going to change? Nothing will change. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also when she goes to his house and, like, really stands up to him, she's like, I want you to tell me that you hated me. Like, I want you to tell me... Like, these different things. So, like, she has her yeah. moments where she really, like, pushes him to be better, be a better person. And he does start to grow and be a better person. Um, Definitely. But also she becomes understanding about, like, why he does things. 
too. Mm-hmm. Even Oh yeah, there's a lot of reasons why he is the way he is. Oh yeah, there's a lot of growth there which I really like. I have two favorite moments for this. Ooh, okay. Um one, I love the part where she gives him the watch. Mm-hmm. because he's he's obviously very well off. He comes from a very wealthy family. He has a lot of money, and he lives in this, like, really nice apartment and all this stuff, right? And she goes out on a date with him, and she bought him this watch he was looking at at this, like, cheaper store that they were at when she was trying to find a gift for her friend, right? And she buys him the watch, and she, like, gives it to him, which he didn't expect, like, a gift at all. And she mm-hmm. says to him something like, I know it's not maybe not your style because it's you know not as expensive as some of the things you wear. And he like opens it, but he doesn't know what to like say to her. And she mm-hmm. thinks he hates it. And he like hugs her. And then when he gets home, he immediately takes off his super expensive watch, puts it in his like drawer of really expensive watches and wears that watch for the rest of the show. Yeah, it's very sweet. It's very sweet. Like, that one, I freaking just, like, I adore. I love that part Mm -hmm. so much. And the part where she asks him when he first started, like, when he changed his mind about her, when he first started liking her, it's the part where she just, like, when he covers her with his jacket and she grabs his hand while she's sleeping. Mm -hmm. It's so just, like... I'm a Victorian era woman and like they touched hands and that was enough for me to get like real excited about. Honestly, sometimes I get more excited about that than like the full on kiss scenes because I'm just like, it's so precious. It was really sweet because that was really like the first moment that he like changed his mind about her because he was sick and she took care of him even though he had no idea. And then she fell asleep on the couch at the bar Mm -hmm. like somewhere near him and he walks over to cover her with his jacket and she like grabbed his finger Mm -hmm. and held on to it and it was really sweet and that's when he like changed his mind about her it's very cute anyways you can stream this on vicky there's also a movie version that exists which i have seen i need to watch um it's a different female lead same male lead different female lead um but it's really really good just there's some problematic things in it okay i think that's it watch some korean dramas that's all i gotta say there's tons and tons on netflix we gave you lots of options to pick from um we have other episodes where we go full like go full on into like her private life we talk about itawang class and i think we talk about a couple other korean dramas somewhere in our backlog i think so yeah i think we did an episode on what's wrong with secretary kim i could be wrong no we did not Oh, well, we're obsessed with that show, so just watch it. Absolutely. Um, so I think with that, we're going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. The show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using our handle at teatimewithkc or at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash teatimewithkc. If you want to chat with us in real time, you can join our Slack workspace or our Discord server. Invite links for those will be in our show notes. And you can also email us at teawithkc at gmail.com. 
Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, basically every other podcast app. And don't forget to check out the other podcasts and streamers on the geek to geek Media Network by visiting Geek2GeekMedia.com. And until next time, bye. bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.